All right. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I hope I've still got your interest in terms of how we actually now move towards strategies for having good, difficult conversations. And the framework that I want to introduce to be able to help us look at that is what we call the wise compassion flywheel. What we saw in our research is the wise compassion flywheel is what helps us to be able to be in quadrant two, bringing the best of our wisdom and the best of our compassion to the table. Now, the idea of a flywheel, many of you are probably familiar with the concept, but it's the idea that the first time that we try to spin the wheel, it can be a little bit difficult, but the more times that we're able to go through the exercise of spinning the wheel, we learn from it, it gets easier and easier as it goes. One of the key things that we found in terms of the wise compassion flywheel is that when we are able to bring this these strategies to the table, we are able to get those wonderful benefits in terms of better trust, better engagement, better performance, better psychological safety. So that's the prize that we're looking for. And what I want to do is to be able to look at each step in the flywheel and dive into it a little bit deeply so that we can look at how to be able to support you specifically in terms of good, difficult conversations. So the four steps just to be able to walk through them at a high level, the first one is what we call caring presence really to be able to bring the best of our presence to the table so that we can be here now when we're having difficult conversations. The next one is about caring courage. The third one is about caring candor. And the fourth one is about caring transparency. Now to help us to be able to make this real, what I'd like to invite you to do is I'd like to invite you to think of a difficult conversation that you need to have in the next coming weeks. And I want you to consider what that conversation is and maybe write it down and look at, first of all, what are some of the barriers that you think might be holding you back? If we go back to the matrix of wise compassion, what do you know might be holding you back from having that conversation? And now as we go through the different steps in the flywheel, trying to really make this practical to be able to help you identify if there's one element of the flywheel that you think could really help you to be able to step into this difficult conversation that you need to have, but step into it in a way that hopefully will make it a little bit better. Now, I say that because we often look at what does good actually mean? And, you know, we're all learning. It's not easy to be able to have difficult, good, difficult conversations. But the idea today is to be able to help us take one step forward to be able to have a little bit of a better, difficult conversation. Now, the starting point is really around caring presence. And one of the other things that we look at to be able to help us understand and bring this flywheel to life is that for each of these steps, we have a mantra. And the mantra is basically something that helps us that we can bring to mind when we really need it to be able to make sure that we're aligned with our intentions of how we want to bring wisdom and compassion to the table when we're having difficult conversations. The mantra for caring presence is quite simple, but quite powerful, and it is be here now. We know, and I know that you know, because as part of the Inner MBA, you've been looking at the fact that oftentimes we are distracted. We might think that we're actually paying attention. We may be present physically, but mentally we're somewhere else. And when we're having difficult conversations, people can feel it if we're not fully there. Even if we're thinking about things like, oh, I hope... Uh, they're not upset with me, or, oh, I hope I'm not going to hurt their feelings. They can feel that you're inside, you're in your own head, and you're not fully present with them. The other aspect of being able to be fully present is really looking at what are our intentions, thinking about what kind of a leader do I want to be? 
and really hoping to be able to bring that intention to the table and enabling you to be able to be here now. Now, I know that you've already looked at a lot of tools to be able to help you, but we do know that centering on the breath is a great way to be able to help us, to be able to be more present, to be able to pause, to be able to breathe, and really to be able to check in. We know that it's easy for us when we're entering to difficult conversations to be able to get anxious, to be able to let our emotions start to get the better of us. See if we can breathe, check in with ourselves. What does it feel like to be you right now? Release any tension and allow yourself to be fully present. So just take a moment to just consider, you know, is being here now is being able to bring caring presence. Is that one of the things that you find challenging in terms of navigating difficult conversations? And I just like to invite you to, again, think about your difficult conversation and maybe consider what is one of your main obstacles to being present? And is there one thing that you could do to be able to enhance your caring presence? Is it to be able to create more space in your day? You know, when you make sure that you're not back to back when you're having a difficult conversation, Is it to be able to remember to breathe? Is it to be able to remember that the power of the pause? So just consider for a moment what might be most helpful for you. And with that, now let's move on to the next step in the flywheel. And this, as I mentioned, is caring courage. And the mantra here that I'd love for you to consider is this idea of courage over comfort. Now, we know from a neurological perspective that we are comfort seekers. Many of us may think that we love to take risks, and that is very true for many of us. Risk of learning new things and sharing with our colleagues, all wonderful. But at the end of the day, neurologically, our brain does seek comfort. Our brain wants things to be familiar, to be safe. And we know that social interactions are one of the things that from a neurological perspective, we fear the most. Getting back to why difficult conversations are difficult, we fear hurting other people and we fear being judged by other people or being rejected by other people. So having courage over comfort is really important for us to be able to step in to difficult conversations. And one of the things that we found to be really helpful is to consider this idea, a definition of courage, of being able to feel the fear, but do it anyway. And just to be able to consider, you know, what is it, that that desired vision, what is it that you want to be able to do in terms of stepping into this difficult conversation? What's your motivation? What kind of leader, as I said earlier, do you want to be? And how do you see that this conversation is actually ultimately going to be a benefit? Maybe not for the individual, but for the team, for the organization, whatever it is, but really be able to look at what is that desired outcome? And then to be able to face your fears. What are those fears? Really taking the opportunity to look at, is it that you fear being criticized? Is it that you fear looking bad? Is that you fear rejection by that person or rejection by others? What is it that you fear? And seeing if you can name it to tame it, to really help you to be able to recognize, even though this is my fear, I'm willing to recognize it. But I also know that I need to be able to overcome it. I need to be able to face it because I do know that ultimately this is going to have the benefit, the beneficial outcomes, whether for the individual in the long run, whether for the team, whether for the organization. But I do know this is the right thing to do. So with that, again, I'd love for you to just consider your difficult conversation that you have coming up. 
And what are your main fears? You know, what is it that might be holding you back? And is there something that you might do to address or move past those fears? As I said, one of the starting points can be a simple mantra of name it to tame it. That can be quite helpful. But it can also be really helpful to be able to have a conversation with one of your peers, to be able to say, you know, I'm struggling and I have this fear. And to be able to say, you know, is there a way that I can reframe it to be able to look at it in a different way so that I can navigate it to be able to overcome it? So that's step two in the flywheel, carrying courage with a mantra, courage over comfort. With that, I want to move towards the next step in the flywheel, step number three, which is caring candor. And for that, we have the mantra, direct is faster. One of the things that uh, is really important as we start to look at candor is it's really important that we put, you'll notice that caring comes before each of these, but in this one, it's specifically important because caring candor is much different than brutal honesty or just saying whatever you need to say because that's what you think leadership is all about. Caring candor is really important. The care part of caring candor is making sure that you're really giving due consideration to not only what needs to be said, but how to be able to say it in the most direct way possible. Many of you can probably relate to the experience of having received indirect feedback. Now, it's one of those things where it's like, I think someone just told me that I didn't do a good job, but I'm not really sure, and how uncomfortable that can feel. Or if you've ever had the experience where you're sitting in a, in a meeting with somebody and they're, they're starting to talk about things like, and you just know, you know that something's coming, but you don't know what it is, and it starts to make you really anxious. And what we know from a neurological perspective is then we start to get anxious. We can't hear as well. We can't embrace as well. And that may be because that leader is just not setting things up well. So this idea of direct is faster, one of the things that we saw in our research is that there are cultural differences. Being direct, being candid in Japan is very different than being direct and being candid in, in the Netherlands or, or in New York. And so it's really important for us to look at what is culturally appropriate, but in the same time, really having the intention of delivering the message in the most kind and direct way possible because this allows the other person to receive it and the real conversation to begin. So I'd love for you to, again, think about the upcoming difficult conversation that you have and think about what would be maybe an indirect way to deliver the message, because that can be able to help sort of frame what you don't want to do. And then to be able to look at how might you deliver the message with caring candor. And one of the things that we found in, in our discussions with our uh, within our interviews with the, with the leaders that we spoke with, is having, you know, bookending the conversation, knowing how you want to start the conversation and how you want to end the conversation, and allowing space in the middle for a real conversation to unfold. So having that, this is how I want to start the conversation, knowing this is going to be difficult, but this is what we need to talk about, and I'm caring about you, but I need to be able to direct and be able to make sure that you know what's going on then opening it up for space, but also making sure that you know how you want to end the conversation. Maybe something like, I know that this has been difficult. I want to make sure that you have some days to be able to reflect on it, but I want to be open to be able to receive your feedback and also give you space to be able to come back with any questions that you might have. So that's caring candor. Direct is faster. Very important. Hopefully you've had a chance to be able to consider 
how you would be able to leverage this step in the flywheel in your difficult conversation. But now I wanna move on to the last step in the flywheel, which is carrying transparency. And for this, we have the mantra, clarity is kindness. Now there's a couple of different aspects that we wanna explore in terms of carrying transparency. The first one is being clear, giving clarity so that people know where they stand and what comes next. But in terms of caring transparency, it's also around seeking clarity. It is really about actively listening to ensure you're understood, to make sure that the person understands what the conversation is about, what the feedback is, what the message is. But finally, the other aspect that's so important in terms of transparency is really being vulnerable ourselves, being able to, to be authentic, to be able to say, you know, I'm sharing this with you. I'm trying to be as direct as possible, but I, I want to know from you, you know, how is this landing? I want to be able to support you, but I want to make sure that, that you feel supported and asking questions and really being able to make sure that we take off some of our armor that so naturally comes up that protects ourselves, that is designed to protect ourselves when we enter into difficult conversations. One of the things that I've always been really inspired by is a quote from Brené Brown, which many of you might know. And the quote is, vulnerability is the last thing I want you to see in me, but the first thing that I look for in you. And I think in terms of difficult conversations, it can be so helpful for us to remember that that vulnerability is a great way for us to open space to be able to really support good, difficult conversations. And what we find then is that when we're able to do that, then we're able to not only be vulnerable to create more space, we're also able to learn from our mistakes. We're able to get feedback. Some, if the person flies off the handle, which sometimes can, it's like, okay, maybe we need to learn in terms of a different way to do that. Or we can the person is ready and able maybe even to get some feedback from that person on how we could have done a better job next time. So I'd love for you to, again, take a moment to think about your difficult conversation and consider how might you share what you need to share in the most transparent and caring way possible. And also to consider just how open are you to really hearing what the person has to say, to hearing the feedback they may have about what you're sharing or the concerns that they have in terms of how you're sharing it. And to enable yourself to then from that point, go back into caring presence and that's how the flywheel continues. But just take a moment to think about how caring transparency could be able to support you in your difficult conversation. And that really brings us full circle, as I said, once we go through these different steps of caring presence, caring courage, caring candor, caring transparency, it really then does feedback on itself to then enable us to spin the wheel again. Once we're able to be vulnerable and are transparent, then we come back to being present, present, having more courage, hopefully having more caring candor, and again, being more transparent. One of the things that we were so inspired in, in the conversations that we had with leaders is that this is a journey. It's not a destination. Maybe that's depressing for some people, but I find it inspiring is that no matter how many times that we spin the wheel, we can always learn more different cultural situations, different dynamics, different, different people's experiences that we can learn from. And if we're open to not only being a good leader, but a good learner, which I know all of you are as being part of this program, it can really help us to be able to continue to enhance our ability 
to be a more wise and compassionate leader and have good, difficult conversations. So what I'd love to be able to invite you to do is to really explore this in your learning communities. You can actually maybe have breakout groups of three to four and share your difficult conversation and seek peer feedback and coaching. It's one of the things that I have found so often in my journey of being able to, to learn from my peers is really the way that has been able to help me get out of my own fears, get out of my own assumptions, get out of my own biases, and to be able to help me to bring more wisdom and compassion into my conversations. So hopefully that was helpful for you. Hopefully that you're actually able to get at least one tip or one tool or one strategy, one insight that'll support you in navigating your difficult conversation. Just to be able to wrap up a, a couple of key takeaways that I'd love for you to consider going forward. The first one is to remember, connect with empathy, but lead with compassion. The next thing is to really bring that courage and wisdom and care to your leadership, remembering we don't have to do one or the other. We can be able to do both. And when we do, we get those amazing results. And hopefully the other takeaway is really using the wise compassion flywheel to enhance trust psychological safety and performance, and really to be able to play with it, to be able to help you in navigating your leadership journey. So thank you all so very much for joining me for this video. It's been a real privilege for me to be able to share with you some of the things that I'm passionate about, and hopefully it's been inspiring for you to be able to support you in your journey of navigating difficult conversations. But our time is not done. I know that uh, I'll be really looking forward to, and I hope you will as well, the session that we have coming up where we'll be able to be live. I'll be looking forward to your questions, your reflections, your insights. I'll be looking forward to learning from you as we're all in this journey together. But in the interim, if you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach out to me directly at Jacqueline.Carter at PotentialProject.com. And I also wanted to let you know that there's tons of free resources available, either research papers or, or articles. You can go to our website, www.PotentialProject.com. Thank you again for your time. It's been a real privilege, and I look forward to connecting with all of you very soon. Good luck. As always, we love to hear from you. Please share your insights with us in the sandbox or write to us at innermba at soundstrue.com. And thanks for being part of the Inner MBA and for both the inner and outer work you do to benefit others.